Hello, Boston. It's beautiful, anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one I think it'll be more fun And I'll get to know you And you'll get to know me Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here Welcome to Beautiful Anonymous Gotta thank everybody who came to our four tapings Out in Edinburgh, Scotland The crowds were small, but mighty And we got some good stuff out of them And I can't wait for the uh, listeners to hear it Someday Thanks again for coming, everybody. And remember, if you're in uh, Edinburgh in August for the Fringe Festival, I'm here all month with my show, Up Father and the Son, at the Gilded Balloon at 6 p.m. every day. Uh, This week's episode, it's a really tough one. It's a really tough one. Our caller didn't just lose her dad. Our our caller lost her dad and then... (laughs) suffered through a cartoonish level of calamity, just thing after thing. Bad luck thing after bad luck thing. But I think it's a call that a lot of people are going to get so much out of. Because so many of us have been through stretches like this where you just go through a stretch of life where you go, is there anything else that can go wrong? And this caller has been going through that. And the answer just keeps going, yes, here's another thing. And here's another thing to the point where we we almost have to laugh about it. Because what else can you do in this world, right? Uh, But all that being said, we get into some very funny and dark stuff. Um, we talk about where you find support in this world. There's a stretch where the caller talks about dealing with other family members who, who pulled some nonsense and how you confront that with grace. And man, this caller's just been through so much. Your heart's going to go out. You're also going to say, when you hear the story of someone just having so many things happen all at once, you just sit here and you go, I hope that someday when I go through my next stretch of life where I have things like that happening to me, that I can figure out how to handle them in a way that's as peaceful and graceful as this caller does. I greatly enjoyed this call. I thank the caller for calling. Thanks to everybody who came out. This was recorded live up in Massachusetts, Cambridge, the Boston area. Thanks to everybody who showed up. And uh, I hope you greatly enjoy listening. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm really good. I'm in Boston, which is a city that's always been kind to me. And everybody here seems really chill. So I'm feeling good. Hi, everyone. There you go. <laughs> That's really, really cool. Yeah, you can uh, you can manipulate them into just cheering whenever you feel like, apparently. Oh, that's fun. And I actually have spent a good amount of time in Boston. And I'm actually calling to talk about my dad, who was born in Boston. So. Oh, wow. What Do you know what part of Boston he was born in? Oh, gosh, I don't know. So okay. I'm a monster now. I'm turning them against me already. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, that's fair. But you've got Boston roots. You've spent time here, hometown crowd. They all have your yeah. back now. I like that. I like that. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. Should I dive into it? Yeah, whatever you want to do. Let's do it. Cool. Um, so, tomorrow is Father's Day. 
and uh, my dad is dead. <laughs> uh, my dad just died a few weeks ago. Oh, um, no, I'm so sorry. So I am. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you. So uh, it's uh, a weird a weird time. <laughs> it's a weird time. I'm very, very sorry to hear that. How'd your dad pass, <laughs> can I ask? Yeah, absolutely. You could ask whatever you want. Um, he had cancer, so he had prostate cancer for oh, 18 years. And um, But about two months before he passed, we found out that it had spread to his liver. And when we found out it spread to his liver, we were like, crap, we've got like five years left with him, right? Um, and so I started panicking. I live across the country from where my family is. And so I was like, do we move? I'm, I'm married. I'm like, do we move home? Do we, you know, what do we do? And started sort of planning. And then two weeks to the day after that, we actually found out that it spread to his brain. And so oh. it was really quick from that. Yeah. Um, so we got on a plane uh, a few days later was on a one-way ticket. And we're just like, well, we're going to be there as, uh, as much as we need to be, as long as we need to be. And um, it was like a series of just insane events that happened, um, but we were there for about four weeks and he passed uh, four weeks after we were there and it's with the money passed. So um, here I'll tell you, um, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off with this, this fun story, which is uh, we found out so we're flying and uh, we had a layover to get to the airport where he lives. <laughs> and on the way to the second location, like, so we're on our layover and I got a call that he's been released from the hospital. So we'd actually booked a, a Airbnb really close to where the hospital is, like right down the street. So we're like, okay, it's a little messed up. He, he lives about an hour outside of that hospital. Um, not ideal. Uh, so the next morning we, we wake up really early to try to get there before he gets discharged. Haven't seen my dad in, you know, months and all I want to do, you know, you have this, this, long travel day with a layover. I'm sure that you've done it a billion times. I'm sure, you know, people there have done it a billion times. And um, we, <laughs> we get to the airport and there's like a lot of people standing outside. I'm like, what is going on? And there's cops and the cops are yelling. And my brother and I finally park and we're trying to cross the street, trying to figure out where we're going. And we finally walk up to this crowd after this cop like yells at us and tells us to go a certain way. And we're like, what is going on? And they're like, oh, there's a bomb threat. No one's allowed within 2,000 feet of the hospital. So we flew across the country uh, to see, or I flew across the country to see him, and uh, I couldn't even get to see him for a few extra hours because there was, there was a, a bomb, bomb threat, threat at, at the hospital? hospital. At the hospital, and then the nurse was like, "Oh, this never." The lady who, who was telling us this, she's like, "This never happens." And yeah, then I, I think it never happens. <laughs> I would like. To, I thought you were going to say a bomb threat at the airport, which is still unusual, but no, at, at least that would no. make a little more sense. Yeah, I know at the hospital. <laughs> I got to say, when you started, like you t yeah. started telling us about the tragic passing of your father, and then you said, let me start off with this funny story. I'm in my head going, I have my doubts, but that was kind of funny. It's really fucked up. It was like a month of, of things like that where, like, something weird happened constantly. Like, there was just always something that you're like, there's no way that this is happening, and it just kept happening like that. And having, on top of the fact that he was sick dying and that all that was happening there was just like another series of things but even before we left our apartment the morning that we flew we're like okay we'll wash the towels so that the towels are clean when we get back and our washing machine overflowed in in the morning just overflowed your <laughs> like, washing machine it, it was like a, a month yeah at our apartment where we live <laughs> our washing machine overflowed like before we even got to the airport 
I'm so sorry that I'm sitting here giggling, but you're giggling and it's making me giggle. And all these people in Boston are judging me hard for it. Just so you know, all the people sitting here watching, I can feel them going like, why is he smiling? And it's because you're giggling. So I'm sorry that your father passed away. And I'm sorry about your washing machine and the bomb threat, but you're kind of really fucking me over yeah. with this live crowd because they think I'm an yeah. asshole. Oh, no, we're going to we'll get them on both of our sides before this hour is over. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I fly with a with a dog, and the dog. Uh, I took him outside after we checked in at the airport, and he stepped in gum. Your like dog stepped, stepped in gum. Somebody had thrown gum in the dog area, and it's like rocks. So then I'm like on the floor of the, the dog area, like stripping rocks and gum out of my dog's paws. Like it was the most. That was before we left the city that we live in. Like it was the most asinine series of events. In, in a month. How do you get, oh, how do you get gum off a dog paw? You got to use the peanut butter? I got gum in my hair you, once when I was a kid. And put peanut butter. Oh, you were at the airport? You're at the airport. You took your dog to the he airport. He went to the dog area. Oh, it doesn't even occur to me. I've never been a dog guy. I don't know if people who listen to yeah. the show are aware, but I'm not a huge fan of dogs. And uh, I've never had a dog. So I didn't even know that airports had dog areas. Yeah, yeah, they have dog areas outside and inside where you can take them to, yeah. So you've got a gum-covered dog, yeah, yeah. a bomb-threatened hospital, oh. uh, 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 your yeah. father is, is ill. Brain cancer, terminal, yeah. Well, you don't have yeah. to. It's not funny, but it's... <laughs> no, the crowd, I think, is coming to appreciate the fact that you are saying the darkest shit you can and then laughing, and then they get to watch my face as I have to be up here alive and I charge them money for this. Amazing. I love this. I love this. It's going to, yeah. Well, as, uh, if it <laughs> it's going to be a good if it helps, If it helps get you some catharsis, then I'm all about it. Then I'm all it's, about it. Yeah, it does. It's been a crazy couple of months. It's been uh, about eight weeks since he passed now. Um, and I think more, I mean, it's, it's good to start with a little bit of levity, but, you know, more of what I kind of wanted to touch on today is just how the aftermath of losing a parent is unlike anything you could have ever prepared for. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I can't imagine. Uh, I and, and, you know, now that I'm a parent, yeah. I, I, I tell you what, I think about passing away in a whole new light. Like, I'm like, there's now like a much bigger reason for me to not pass away. And I sit here, I go, man, like, I don't even know, like, what does that mean for my son? So I, I, I see it from that angle as yeah. well, which is trippy and dark. Yeah, it is. It's, it's weird. And I, I think to, uh, my, I'm married, my husband and I don't have kids yet. I'm not sure if we want to. But also now we have this thing where we're like, if I have kids, my dad's never going to meet that kid. That's yeah. hard. That's like a hard thing to think about. How old are you? Um, 35. 35. So pretty young. Pretty yeah. young to have a parent pass pretty, away. Yeah. Yeah. Like my mom's dad, my grandfather passed seven years ago. Right. So I think I kind of always thought my parents would live until I was in my 50s or 60s. And, you know. That's sort of the example that was set for me in terms of like my family. So I sort of always thought that that was what I would have. Like, I think I took for granted that he would be around for longer. I tell you, we've got the crowd here and they're tweeting and there's a lot of support and it bums me out. Silas says, my dad died a couple months ago too. I want the caller to know she's not alone. This is a weird fucking holiday now. Um, Lisa, has her, my dad was treated for prostate cancer this year. Sending love. Uh, Martin says, oh boy, 
The day after my dad died, I had a ticket to see a preview viewing of Don't Think Twice, which is a movie about improv I was in. I'm so sorry, Martin. Um, all I was hoping for was a movie without a dead father. Whoops, wrong movie. Oh, no. My father was the dead father caller. This is oh, no. about as dark as a live show has ever gone with our... Tapings. Jody also has a, a, a passed away father uh, sending love. And uh, yeah, I'm so. Uh, also, Jody says that my worst quality is that I'm not a dog guy. Thank you, Jody. And, uh, yeah, and if, if that's the worst thing, I mean, you should. I know, I know enough people have argued with you over that over the years, so I'm not going to do that to you. That's today. fair. Andrew <laughs> says, it's a shit show. You need to just ride the wave of shit. I think maybe just referring to life. Um, Jody also says she was 35. When, so a lot of, oh, call her this giggling. You are giggling every time it gets truly dark, and it's going to get us through this goddamn evening. Um, okay, okay. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah, it too. Yeah. I love it too. Those messages are fantastic. So I'm glad that you get those, and I'm glad that I get to hear some of them too. That's really, really cool. Yeah, people um, got your back I, in this room. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's so weird. You know, you, there's certain things you see and do your whole life, right? You, you have neural pathways in your brain that tell you to do a certain thing, right? So if I'm walking the dog in the morning, I usually call my mom, my dad, or my brother. And so getting back home and kind of like getting back into the swing of things, you know, in the morning I wake up, I look at my phone and you like hover and you're like, nope, don't, can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. Um, that's been, that's been really weird. And then just kind of losing him not too long before Father's Day, um, similar to the person in the audience. It's like you see this barrage of stuff like commercials, uh, like emails. Oh, my God, I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten from people that are like, for Father's Day, do this thing. And it is so weird like because you're just like, delete, delete, unsubscribe, <laughs> like, get out of my life. I hate you, whatever random company. Um, I actually did see one company recently be like, if you don't want Father's Day, emails this year, please, unsub you know, like click this button or whatever. And then it just doesn't send you those, which I thought was a really, I mean, that's a nice corporate gesture, but they are still in effect sending yeah. you a father's day. <laughs> like they're sending you a message. That's like, Hey, if father's day is shattered and destroyed for you forever, click here to unsubscribe. So we don't yeah. bother you again, closer to the holiday. Yeah. Confirm your dad is dead or that you hate him. Oh no. <laughs> click here to confirm your father's dead or dead to you. I'm just going to pause there. Because that sounded like an ad anyway, right? Click here to confirm your father's dead or dead to you. So if we're, if, you know, if we're going to go ahead and we're going to have things that sound like ads, let's just do the real ads too. Let's get those out of the way. We'll be right back. Thanks so much to all of our advertisers. Now we're going to get back to the phone call. Click here to confirm your father's dead or dead to you. Either way, dead in some capacity. Yeah, <laughs> dead in yeah. some capacity. That's, that's another thing too. Yeah, dead in. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fucked. I mean, and then there's people whose parents are incapacitated but are alive, and that's a whole nother. You know, my dad. Once we knew he was dying, he died pretty quickly for all intents and purposes. Like we were with him for the last month of his life uh, in the place where he lives. Did you ever figure out who was trying to bomb the <laughs> hospital and why? Um, no, no. 
And then when we were going to leave after we finally did get into the hospital a few hours later, there was a like a tornado threat. Or no, there was. Come on. Like, this is going to be. I swear. Come on. I swear to no, you, you get the gum again. on your dog and the busted no, washing machine, and then they're like, "Okay, no. guys, the bomb threat wasn't real, but everybody needs to get in the basement because now the tornadoes are upon us." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was a, I have like a note in my phone of all the things that just kind of happened. I need to hear um, this. I need yeah, to hear what else is in this note. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Um, the first day travel, washing machine overflowed, dog, dog stuck in gum and rocks. Flight was delayed. Almost didn't get the rental car. That was also true. We almost didn't get our rental car that night. Um, and my mom had to call the rental car company and then we got there. Flight was delayed and, uh, the lady was literally packing her bag to leave, and my husband had to, like, stop her, and then I had to, like, run to catch up with them. Uh, so that was the first day. Second day, bomb threat, tornado warning, and then my dad got released from the hospital. Three days later, okay, so my dad remarried. Um, my parents have been divorced since I was 15 or something, so 20 years almost. Um, so my dad's remarried, and I really do... Uh, like his his wife, but she was under a lot of pressure at this time. And um, I was there, my brother was there, my husband was there, my step-siblings were there. And we didn't have anybody to help him. And, and he was incapacitated already at this point um, in a way that he hadn't been like even the week before he before he had like been in the hospital. So um, as I mentioned, we were staying like far away. We were staying an hour away from where he lived because we got the hotel based on where we thought he would be. Uh, and then he got released. Um, so one day, and I, I'm working from home all, this whole time, I work remotely. And so one day I'm like, okay, we're going to come later. So the, the siblings who aren't going to stay kind of indefinitely can have some time with him before they leave. Um, and so we, we leave, it's like four or five at, in the afternoon. I'd, I'd done my calls for the day and I get a text message when we're like two blocks away. So I pull over and it's from my stepmom, and it's she has a friend whose name is the same name as me. <laughs> and she had text message this. She tried to text message that friend. She texted that another friend and this person who has my name or tried to, but texted me instead, talking shit about me. Your stepmom te- <laughs> accidentally texted you, talking shit about you, while you were in town because yeah, your dad was yeah. dying. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a movie moment. What did she say? I got to ask. Yeah. Oh, God. I think I... Hold on. Can you give me a minute? I'll find a screenshot. Um, <laughs> oh, you got that screenshot. That's a keeper. I know. I absolutely have that screenshot. Wait um, a second. I'm just going through. I, know, I sent it to my mom right now. So give me you a did? You sent it right to your mom? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Okay, I found it. Oh, okay. Half event. Oh, gosh. Don't say your name. (laughs) I'm not. I'm I'm, got it. Uh, And actually, she calls me the daughter. So she says, half event. The daughter came from city to see her dad, comma, my ass. First day, she arrived here at 4.30. Yesterday, she arrived around 6.30 or 7. She's still not here today. I'm glad, but so wrong. Can't stand them. This is day three. Yo. Your stepmom sucks. Your stepmom sucks so bad. That's such a shitty thing. Making it all about her and the way she's feeling about you. 
Meanwhile, you're dodging bombs yeah, and tornadoes. Yes, bombs, tornadoes, flying. Like, can't tell you how much money we spent, like, being there and, you know, kind of, like, uprooting life for a bit to just be there. And, um, you know, that's kind of what I said back is I was, like, you know, wanted to give the other kids a chance to see him since we're staying indefinitely. Like, I love him and I love you and I'm sorry you feel aside, but we'll be there soon. Like, what did she, so you took the high road not, not, on her. You took the high road, which you know yeah, made her feel worse. Well oh. done. Oh, yeah, I walked in and she was crying and it. I didn't make me feel bad, so. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Uh, I walked in and she was crying, uh, and I did not feel bad that she was crying. Um, She's crying. After that. But I will uh, give her the credit that she, it's a lot. Like, you know your partner's dying. They've been together sure. for, you know, almost 20 years. And I, I definitely took the high road. I definitely fucking hated her that day. Um, but had to try to be like, Okay. But she called me the daughter. So it's funny. We're like, don't say your name. And I'm like, I, I can't even if I read this text. <laughs> you know what? I got to say the silver the lining daughter. on that one though, is like, if you stay in touch, I, it doesn't necessarily sound like yeah. a relationship where you have to, but if you stay in touch with your stepmom and she ever gives you a hard time about anything, you now can be like, yo, <laughs> I let you off the hook on the meanest thing you've ever done. So yeah, why don't you yeah. just, like, you cannot complain about anything for the rest of this entire relationship. You talk shit about me to me while my dad was dying yeah. and I let you off the hook. Do my laundry, yeah. cook me dinner. You got to do whatever <laughs> I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's hard because when people are dying, people handle things really differently. And her and I are very different in the first place. Sounds like um, it. But that was crazy yeah. yeah yeah you are someone That's who crazy. finds like, ways was, to laugh yeah. in the face of pain and she is someone who talks <laughs> shit about the love about the children in the family i would say you're yeah. different people for yeah. sure i hope she hears this song yeah yeah <laughs> oh god what a terrifying thing yeah i don't know i mean it's like it's hard it's hard when you're that scared going through it i think some of that fear is like you don't know what's on the other end of it and when you get to the other end of it it's way worse it's way worse than like everything yeah. but she um she was like super negative like she tried to be really positive to his face but like was really had a really hard time behind his back and was like very angry and i just kind of kept telling her like you have the rest of your life to be angry at me at him at everyone at everything at god at whoever you believe in whatever you believe in like you have the rest of your life to be angry like right now you just need to be present with him you told and, your stepmom that um I, yeah yeah she like the yeah Goddamn Dalai Lama. How did you even summon that level of grace? <laughs> you have your whole life to be angry right now. I need you to be present with him. You know what? Like what? Yeah. Meanwhile, if I got a text yeah. from someone that was like, yo, the son is here. He's he fucking didn't show up till this and that can't stand them. I would have been, I mean, I would be, I would have gone very Jersey on them. I don't know where you're from, but I know it's not New Jersey. I just learned that. I yeah, just learned that. Yeah, you're you're yeah. from one of those nice places like Kansas or somewhere in the Midwest. No. Are you from the Midwest? No, I'm from Florida, which is a very big state. So. You're from Florida. I'm surprised you didn't like yeah, fucking yeah. shoot a crossbow at her or something. <laughs> we live in LA now, so it's like um, maybe more zen here. Maybe you maybe. live in LA and you found your zen. Here's a question that's been on my mind. Mm -hmm. 
you kept track, uh, like you sensed very quickly, okay, there's a ludicrous amount. There's a pile on of shitty things happening here. You kept the notes. Mm -hmm. Were there any things you think back towards uh, to in this stretch that were like shockingly pleasant in a surprising way? Like, did you randomly like, are there any notes in your app that are like, weirdly just had the best nachos of my life? Like anything along the way like that? Um, I will say that one note that I know I wrote and I had kind of read over them last night, just, uh, you know, with this weekend upon us and just sort of reflecting on the last couple of months. And one thing that I noticed was that this was because my parents split up when I was a teenager and I lived with my mom. This was the most time I had spent with my dad since I was a teenager, like the most consecutive days I'd spent with him since I was a teenager. Wow. So I found that to be really great. And I also, I used to work, um, I used to work in entertainment. I used to travel a lot and was not necessarily a place where I could pick up and work remote. But for the last year through the pandemic, I've worked at a, a company that's fully remote. So you're able to just pick up and leave and not have to worry about um, getting back to an office or anybody counting my days or where I was. Um, and I worked for a company that's super, super supportive. Um, so that was really, really positive. Um, were there any food I'd like? I mean, oh, and I got to spend some time with my brother. My brother came up uh, to spend some time with us. Um, so that was really good. But I don't, like, other than that, I don't know. I will say, my dad, um, we watched, like, so growing up, my dad and I didn't always communicate well, right? Like, um, he had kind of a rough childhood, and I don't know that he always knew how to be a dad. So he, we, we didn't always speak the same language, and some, sometimes we used music to communicate. And in the last like month of his life, we listened to a lot of music together. There was always music playing in the house. Um, there was a time where I, as the transportation for him fell through, he was in a wheelchair for the last month and his transportation fell through. So I actually had to uh, take him to radiation and I had made a playlist of some of his favorite songs, but cover songs of them. So like um, the song, rich girl, like there's a bird in the bee cover of it. And the song, um, horse, with no name, there's like a version from Bojack. And so I pulled songs that I knew he loved and played them, you know, played them for him on this ride. And I just, I love that memory because he was holding my hand and I could just like have these songs on and he was, you know, he was singing and, and I could just tell he was at, like enjoying those moments while we had them. So I think for that was really nice. I also gave him a haircut uh, his hair was really uh, like wild when we got there. And so I cut his hair and that is not what I do for a living at all, but I learned how to cut my husband's hair during the pandemic. So I basically gave my dad my husband's haircut <laughs> and that was really nice. And he, uh, my husband took a photo of us and my dad's smiling and it's a live photo. So you could actually see him like kind of look at me and smile. And so there's like memories like that, that we were able to get before things got really bad towards the end that, that those are like the things that I'm really glad for, you know? You know, what's really wild is, um, you know, you mentioned that your parents were divorced, that you lived with your mom, that this was the longest stretch of time you spent with your dad. So it sounds like, you know, I can't speak to an entire 20 years, but it, it, it doesn't sound like he was, and you know, this, who knows how much this was via choice versus just divorces happen and people move on and you live, you're living with your mom due to whatever circumstance, it doesn't sound like he was able to be as present, um, as a dad, as one would like. And then it sounds like in his final days, you almost took on a parenting role with him, cutting his hair and yeah. transporting him. And that's a really, that's yeah. a really, uh, that's a very meaningful last twist, huh? 
Yeah, it, it feels weird. And like we definitely had a, a really complicated relationship at times. Um, when I first moved to L.A., he was very not happy. And um, I was like in my early 20s at the time. And so he was paying for my health insurance and my car insurance. And within a few weeks of me being there, uh, we weren't talking. We didn't talk for six months. And he sent me the bill for my car insurance and my health insurance. And was like, all right, you want to do this? Do it. Um, so it was, it was kind of messy, but after that, uh, that big kind of falling out, misunderstanding, whatever, uh, we've been pretty good since then. Like we've been pretty good like the last like nine or 10 years before he passed. Imagine if your stepmom sent you another accidental text that was like, the daughter gave him such a bad haircut. Imagine if she just kept talking shit and couldn't figure out how to text it. Playlist, all covers. I hope she just changed that friend's name in her, yeah. I hope she just changed that friend's name in her phone so she could never do it again or just like change my name to the daughter. So that's it. Oh, so, you should. You should be the um, daughter forever. Because yeah. honestly, yes, I should. Not, I should. I, it sounds like you stepped up. Why wasn't she given the haircut if she's if she's on top of everything and you're not? Sounds like a lot of stuff you were doing that maybe is a, more of a partner's responsibility, if you ask me. Speaking to uh, what a good yeah. daughter you decided to be in the end. So kudos to you. Yeah, I think I think different people have the capability of doing different things, and I I agree that she kind of sucks sometimes. I don't think that she does it on purpose, though. I think that certain people just aren't capable. Like I have a very empathetic and loving mom. Like, my mom is incredible, and her parents were incredible, and I learned so many, like, beautiful things from them. And so I think that it's been, like, that's helped guide me, right? Like, <laughs> um, that's helped guide me. And, and you, I don't know, you, you, you hit these, you, you, you find yourself in these situations, and you, you, have, you go one of two ways, right? Like, I could have stayed here and flown out for the funeral and not seen him or flown quickly and flown back and not been there through it, but I just, you know, if, if I ever do have children, like, this is how, this is how I would want, you know what I mean? Like, this is how I would want to be treated. This is, I don't know. It just, it felt like if I didn't do it, I would have way more regrets than for anything that I could regret from being there with him. Like I never get those days back. Right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I tell you, as you're saying that, you know, you just reminded me that you said you you and your husband aren't sure if you want to have kids. And now that you've lost a parent, yeah. you know the pain of losing a parent. But then pretty much everything you've yeah. said, I'm like, oh, wow, you would be such a good parent. And that's from someone who's figuring <laughs> out how to be a parent on my feet. But I'm like, oh, I, I think you would nail it. I think you'd, I think a kid would be very, very well, well, uh, would be very, very lucky, I should say, to have yeah. you as a mom. Thank you. Yeah. See you sit down. The Thank way you. you've been, a, the yeah. way you had to be, you know, the way you served, you know, showed such, you know, I mentioned like these sort of maternal actions towards your dad in his dying days. And then the way you uh, managed to show so much uh, grace to your childish stepmom. I think you'd be good around <laughs> kids. Sorry, I keep getting mad at your stepmom. I think I'm angrier than you are at this point. I've I've uh, been doing a lot of therapy over the last couple of months. I bet. I bet. <laughs> it helps. Do you want to hear some tweets from the audience? The, the Boston crowd has, has yeah, some major contributions. Uh, Silas says, Shutterfly Promotional texted me to ask what word best describes your dad. I texted back dead. Dead. Please help. And, and, got, a, and got a do you need customer service t text back. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 
Uh, That's incredible. Madison says, I have lost loved ones whose phone numbers I can't bring myself uh, yet to delete. Um, We've got (laughs) uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Let's see. Oh, people keep pointing out that I keep looking for ways to throw my glasses, but I don't have a table to do so here. Um, That's very true. Uh, Leica, who lo- did not lose my dad, but I lost my mom to cancer. Every Mother's Day sucks. Hang mm-hmm. in there. Um, and then, oh, Madison put this one too. When I die, I hope people I love get together and tell stories like this and connect with each other like this. Hearing this caller stories, even of things like the overflowing washer, feels so much like a celebration of life <laughs> and of your memories of your dad. And uh, then Matthew with the very nihilistic, I feel like you've absorbed the misfortune of like 80 entire lives in the last 80 days. If karma is a real thing, many people will be thanking you. And then people are, that was about the point where we hit the stepmom text and people are aghast. Aghast. M also pointing out that I am bold for using my laptop as a table for an open water bottle. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the Boston accent says, big loss for stepmoms everywhere. <laughs> DJ Bean says, the stepmom treated her the way Bill Parcells treated T.O. in the media, would only call him the player. Uh, and then Nick wants to be clear, too. Nick wanted to be clear. So did your stepmom realize that, uh, yeah. that the text oh, had gone through? Yeah, she definitely did. Oh, my God. That's... Yeah, well, I, I don't know if she realized it before I texted her, but I texted her back. And like, we literally, we left the house like four minutes before I pulled over. I read the text, my blood pressure spiked and I made the decision to go the high road and I texted back and then we kept driving there because I had stuff to do. I had to like pick up medicine. (laughs) You are a stronger person than most of us. Stronger person than most Uh, of us. Okay. So this is not even on my list, but what was uh, this? You say it. Oh God. No, you go. You I was going to say, Allison is asking if you practice yoga because she says, do you practice yoga? Because it sounds like you do. I don't, but I should. I meditate. I, I meditate, but I haven't meditated since the day my dad died. But leading up to him dying, I had, I had like a 120-day meditation streak on a mindfulness app. Also, Mary Catherine sent a tweet that is making me laugh in a dark way, but probably also a cautionary <laughs> tale for you and people in your position. I lost my grandma earlier this year. During the wake at her house, my two-year-old wanted to call her uncle from the house phone. My brother was extremely confused and freaked out when Nanny popped up on the phone. So be chill with that caller. Word of advice from Mary Catherine. Um, Okay, so I've got a good one uh, that has to do with that, and I've got a good one that has to do with another. This has been a really messed up few months. Um, Okay, so uh, the day after my dad died, uh, like a day or two after, my stepmom had been drinking. She misplaced her phone in the house, and she found his phone and called herself from his phone, but then, like, forgot she did. So the next day she woke up, and there was a text from, or, like, a call from my dad on her phone. And then was oh, she convinced she's that also it was boarded like a, a couple like a sign it was a sign huh? from beyond? Did she think it was like oh, a sign from the beyond? I don't know. I think she just freaked out for a second. She also had there there's some, you know, estate stuff that we're dealing with and she'd forward a few emails from him to us, uh, to me and my brother. And so I like got emails from my dad, which like she didn't warn us that they were coming and that was very freaky. Yeah, that's a bit um, much. That's a bit so, much. Yeah. So I like the environment, so I travel with a water bottle and on the way home from Florida to LA, 
I filled up my water bottle and threw it in my bag and da 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 whatever. And at some point, I like realized the water bottle was like leaking a little bit, but I didn't think too much of it. And then we got home that night after flying, and I ruined my iPad and my personal laptop. Just wrecked them. They were completely waterlogged. My water bottle had just completely flooded in my bag, and I didn't realize it. But how about those nachos, <laughs> right? Best nachos you ever had, right? Yeah. Oh, no, wait. I just made that up. That wasn't real. Never no, mind. No nachos. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. Oh God, I wish there were nachos. Nachos. Nachos are good. This Imagine if we had nachos advertising on the show for the first time. This would be the best time to just cut to the nachos ad. Will we do it? Will we not? Let's see. Thanks again to all of our callers. Now we're going to finish off the phone call. No, no nachos. Yes. Never yeah. mind. Oh, God, I wish there were nachos. Yeah, no, nachos would have made it a lot better. Imagine yeah. that. It's, it's like, literally, yeah. You destroyed mm-hmm. all your electronic devices because you love the environment so much, which means you're going to have to buy new yeah. versions of those devices. And those batteries, they really fuck up the environment when they get those batteries. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Luckily, I have Apple Care, so it wasn't a brand new device. But, okay. yeah, I had to That's swap good. out a lot of stuff with it. That's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've bought Apple yeah. Care for every Apple device I've ever owned, and then I never use it. And as you say that, I realize I've probably wasted thousands of dollars. <laughs> but then when you don't have it, you need it. And that's worse, I think. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> maybe it's not. I so what do you, uh, um, did you move yeah. to LA for the, the show business? The sh- are you in the show business? Yeah. So you- I was in the show business before the pandemic. I worked in the, the live music industry. So I still work for uh, one artist. So that's, I was in Boston last year, actually, at Fenway with an artist. Um, at Fenway? With a, so with a for, big artist. You're not fucking around at places yeah, like the Sinclair. <laughs> you perform yeah. bass, you, you work with artists who perform at baseball stadiums. Yeah. So there's, yeah. So there's one music industry artist that I still work with and everybody else uh, and everything else that I do is uh, at a different company. I work at a, I work in, in entertainment at a tech company now. And you still work with one artist. I find that pretty intriguing. Well, yeah, yeah. So that's like a relationship. I love that it. You, it. Yeah, I was going to say that that's a warm thing. Yeah, there's uh, one person particularly in this group that I'm really close with and that uh, this person like really values what I, what I do. And so this, even from the first time we met, he was kind of like, all right, you coming with me and uh so we still do we still do everything together which is great and you travel around you would travel around with this group who sounds like they sell tons of tickets and you were like working as part of their <laughs> like support infrastructure organization type stuff i do like creative tour production whoa that sounds cool so yeah so i try not to travel but they will uh at some point they're going to be in the city that my dad is buried in which is not where I grew up. And so I'm kind of debating, like, do I fly out and see them and then also visit him at the grave? Because at some point I'll need to go back home for the first time, you know, since he's passed and visit him. And like, is, do I want to, you know, bookend it with something that's like actually really yeah. positive, which yeah. is this thing that I've worked on. That could be a yeah. full circle thing. Let me yeah. ask you, let me ask you. And he also loved that artist. Yeah, sure. He loved that artist. He, my dad did, and they loved, they, they had met him and they really loved him and stuff. So, is that, did that artist wind yeah. up on the playlist? They, uh, on your, oh, on my dad's playlist. Um, wait, 
on my dad's playlist that I played yeah, for him when he was yeah. dying. Uh, no, mm-mm. it was more like older songs. Got it. Now, when you're traveling yeah. with a band that's big enough to be to be doing shows at Fenway, that's like a real good yeah. life. Because I tore around, but like I drove myself. And last night I was dry. I did New Haven last night. The show was pretty good. It was okay. And then I yeah. I said I'm going to do a little <laughs> bit of the driving. And um, uh, now, because what I like to do sometimes is I'll drive at night after a show and just find a hotel, find a cheap hotel out on the highway, and uh, you know, like some eighty dollar hotel room, and then just crash there. And then I can <laughs> spend more of the next day walking around the city I'm in. And last night. I, I, I went, I went to, I'm not kidding, uh, seven different hotels that were sold out along the highway. And at like number three or four, I was like, wait, what's going on? And they were like, oh, well, Dave Matthews is playing not too far from here. So every hotel room is just overrun by Dave Matthews band fans. And I have to tell you, nothing makes you feel less successful than not being able to get hotel rooms because of a surge of fans of someone far more successful. I'm like all I want is one of the hotel rooms. And this, it sounds like you're working for some of the artists who are on that side of the fence. That must be nice. I ate a tasty burger before the show. I met some people who were coming to the show. They're like, you're eating a tasty burger? I was like, yeah. They're like, yeah, that's good. That's real Boston. I was like, that sounds cool. That's good. And I ate a tasty burger. Yeah. Uh, when I started working in music, I worked for uh, like really a lot smaller artists and like, you know, interned at companies and did the whole thing and kind of like built my career uh, from the ground up. So the first tour that I ever went on, it was me and four, the, four people in the band that I was working for. And I did every job that wasn't on stage. And um, we literally, the four of us would spend the night in, a ho- in one hotel room with like two beds and a cot. Like we would just, we would use this giant as uh, like one pot like your one burner pot thing that we tried like make a giant thing of spaghetti and that we would eat like it was one subway was doing five dollar that's more how i roll that one then that was both of our both of our meals for the day so it's even though that this is sort of like the life that i live now in in entertainment it's not for you know it's it, it i started at the you know at the very very beginning of like you know sleeping in a van in the dead of summer <laughs> it's good. kind of thing. And now you're throwing out the first yeah. pitch at Fenway. Uh, I got to tell yeah. you, caller, people in the crowd really want to know who the artist is. They are guessing. Madison says, okay, is she talking about the Jonas Brothers? I need to know. Uh, Meredith says, can we know who the artist is? Probably not, right? Um, oh, and then there's, there's more. Uh, is it Dead & Co? Feels painfully ironic now, but they're great if it's them. Um, please, let, so Natalie. God, I wish it was. A very, very Boston tweet here. Natalie saying, please let it be New Kids on the Block. New Kids on the Block aren't still playing Fenway, are they? They are? They sure are, yeah. They play yeah. Fenway? Good for them. Good for them. Samantha yeah. says, Tasty yeah. Burger is the shit, though, for real. Uh that sounds good. <laughs> Martin says, good time for an ad break about hotel booking apps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody, somebody might have guessed team. it. So. Someone might have guessed it? Yeah, that's what I'll say. <laughs> oh, don't get more specific. And now everyone can just in their mind wonder if you work for New Kids on the Block <laughs> or the Jonas Brothers. All right, I'm not saying any. Oh, you're laughing so hard because you're so close to getting caught. I mean, it's, yeah. 
We're having fun here. <laughs> and then, caller, listen to this. Amy in the crowd tweeted, my partner's last conversation with his mom, she said, when I die, I'm going to haunt you. So Tom's, no. So sometimes when he said, now I say, ooh. That's really messed up. <laughs> Did the mom know that she was dying? I, I don't know. know Amy, that. you got to tweet and let us know. Or was it like, when know. I die, I'm going to haunt you and then hit by a bus? Like, uh, that, oh my God, that would be so ominous and brilliant. <laughs> Jody is also suggesting, great, uh, now people are pitching ad breaks. Let's get some Father Day, Father's Day gift ads in this episode. Ooh, that's dark. Ooh, that's dark. Or like 1-800-Flowers.com. <laughs> 1-800-Flowers. I mean, StoryWorth. I did StoryWorth with my dad, and I do think about it. I'm glad that we did it before he passed because I got a bunch of his stories written down that I never knew. Um, shout yeah. out to StoryWorth. Like, how how have you spent, like, your Father's Day since your dad died? My dad is alive. Oh, I thought you said, oh, because you said before he died. Ah, got it. Dang it. Yeah. Sorry, not dang it for you. Dang it for, like, that's embarrassing. That's yeah, I mean, I'm... Praying that you you don't know something I don't, but my father was alive as of oh, yesterday. God. I think I talked to him two days ago. So, yeah, I think I would have heard. I think somebody would have told me. Your mom's just waiting to call you until after the show. That's not you're, even, like, you're never going to get the Call her. Father's Day is tomorrow. Can we not? And I'm going to give you a lot of credit. And I'm going to say something right now to this Boston crowd. When this call started, a whole bunch of you were like, fuck, this is my Saturday night. And now you're all laughing your asses off, and that's because of this caller. That's because of this caller. You made it work, caller. You made it work. <laughs> I'm like, I'm smiling. My cheeks, my cheeks are... It is like, it's nice, because it's like, I want to like take... I mean, my dad was a really fun person. He was a really funny person. And so taking, you know, taking that levity into things... like, And yes, there's like super, super fucking dark days, you know? Um, but taking that levity as I go is, is helping. It's definitely yeah. helping. It and like knowing people, I mean, even in the audience, there's so many people who've lost their parents. Like that is, it's so comforting. And I don't think it's something that everyone talks about. Yeah, right. There's a few things that we still just don't talk about that much. And then when other people start talking about them and you're in a room, you go, Oh, and now nine other people are talking about it. It's, it's, it is weird. We are still kind of like stuffy and puritanical in a lot of ways. Right. Um, and yeah, yeah. Andrew sent a tweet that says, my wife is a medium. She will haunt me. Um, <laughs> DJ Bean says, she said, yeah, to new kids on the block playing Fenway way too fast. DJ said, crowd seems to be in agreement that you were way too quick on the draw, that an LA resident wouldn't way just, an LA resident in 2022 wouldn't be like, yeah, actually they did play Fenway. Actually, I keep an encyclopedic knowledge of who plays Fenway, even though I live in Los Angeles. So what? <laughs> Leave me alone. My mom, my, my dad's dead. My stepmom fucking sucks. Leave me alone. <laughs> Madison says, if it's the Jonas Brothers, tell them I love them or don't. You don't know me. And that would be weird. And then Amy, don't, don't. Amy, whose partner uh, was told, whose partner's yep. mom said that, said, uh, this is, I'm quoting the tweet here. Yes, she knew she was dying. Dot, dot, dot. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I want to be friends with Amy. It sounds real funny. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, boy. And now here's the thing I'm going to ask you, and I don't know why. Okay. But who knows what it'll lead to. Let's go. Allison asks yeah. this question. Caller. 
If your dad's personality could be any type of potato cooked anyway, what would it be? Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. Any kind of potato. Mm. I feel like it'd be like potato skins because they feel like he's really layered and really great. But also, like, sometimes you want to, like, take certain things off the top a little. <laughs> like, you're just like, yeah, I don't need this for, to enjoy this. Or like, oh, I need to dunk this in something else to, to have it be what I want it to be. <laughs> what an amazing, what an amazing answer. So, like, <laughs> I know what you mean, we right? Before the time. <laughs> sometimes potato skins are exactly what you want. And then sometimes you're like, do they need, do we need yeah. the bacon and the cheese and the sour cream and the chives? Can we, okay, yeah. let's lose one of these things. A little much yeah. all at once. Like, were the chives going bad? Why, why are there so many chives? Yeah. Yeah. Too many chives. <laughs> that is, now that you mention it, you don't see <laughs> chives as prominent anywhere except on potato yeah. skin, right? That's the most prominent use of yeah. chives you'll ever see is on potato skins. I think so. Yeah. Not yeah. a sentence why, I expected to so say many? at the beginning of this call. No. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, your dad's dead. Did you know that there were a lot of chives on baked potato skin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't see it going that way. Yes, yeah, me either. <laughs> also, someone who has the amazing name on Twitter of Lisa Pizza said, just went to get a beer and the bartender is very confused as to what this show is. <laughs> Ask me, is he on a phone call right now? <laughs> <laughs> Love that bartender. <laughs> Welcome to my career. Fun. Well, caller, we have. Oh, we're all having fun here. Hopefully, I'm glad we're having fun, and I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad that we're. Um, you're airing out your experience, getting it off your chest, celebrating some aspects of your dad. Uh, venting some of the parts that sound really horrible and having some laughs right before Father's Day because I know it's going to be a tough one and I'm, I'm glad to get these laughs in. Yeah. yeah, 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 me too. Prepping for this weekend has been weird. I'm pretty braced. I'm debating Do you deleting know social media off my phone. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Good day to take social media off the phone. Are you, have you thought about any activities, any things you're going to go do to distract yourself? Go on a hike? Everybody uh, in Los so Angeles has hikes, right? <laughs> God, why would you want to go outside and be near people? Because um, people are like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in a while. Where have you been? I'm like, my dad, my dad's dad. I was with my dad while he, while he died. That's, I'm not a good conversationalist these days. That's it. Um, but I, so the other day I found a TV show that is absolutely trash, but has brought me so much joy. And so I was like binging it earlier this week and have three episodes left in the series, series uh, season, whatever. Uh, and that's, I'm saving that for tomorrow. So What's the TV that if show? I don't want to do anything. Okay, it's really, really good. It's called Love in the Jungle. It's on so, Discovery Plus. Is anybody familiar with Love in the Jungle on Discovery Plus? I think one person in the crowd said yes. One person. What is okay, Love great. in the Jungle oh, on Discovery Plus? As quickly as... Okay. okay, so there's these people. It's like, I think, 12 people. And they get sent... They pick what, what animal they feel most represents who they are, right? Like, they're like no. I'm a butterfly. I'm a tiger. Okay, great. We're off to a really good start. So then they have these necklaces with their animal on it and their name on the other side. They get dropped off in this, like, quote-unquote watering hole, and they are not allowed to speak to each other. <laughs> and so they're, like, kind of like, hmm? 
and like grunting and stuff. And um, then at some point there's like a boo and they, they follow the sound of the whatever and they get presented with this thing called a mating ritual. And so they, they have this challenge that is akin to what you would do in the jungle. So like, okay, this animal would dance like, like a flamingos do this. And so they're like the girls like cover themselves in like paint and like feathers and uh, do like a dance. Then the guys pick like which the best dancer is. And that person is the alpha. Uh, to and then Discovery the alpha, Channel. Uh, Even the Discovery Channel is making bullshit like this now. Oh, and there's, there's also, like, a David Attenborough-style narrator. It's <laughs> brilliant. And he'll be like, the tiger has... I mean, it, it's just... It's so they refer to the people as their, anim- their chosen animal oh, avatars? Oh, they absolutely do. It is, like, the hardest they've laughed. And then whoever's the alpha gets to pick two people from the opposite gender uh, to take on a date. And then they can talk. <laughs> um, and then at the end of each night, there's, like, a ceremony where they, like they offer another person like their necklace. And if the person gives them their necklace, then they get to go back to the den together. But if not, then like they get rejected. And like, it's just, a, it's like the, tr- the weirdest, craziest thing. I don't watch, uh, I watch a different reality TV show, but I don't watch any like competition reality TV shows. I don't know why it's brought me so much joy. So you show so I have jungle. You're not allowed to talk. You're like, I picked a turtle. So then you got to crawl around on all fours like you're a turtle and like go out in the sun (laughs) when it's warm like a turtle. And then you got to be like, I want to go on a date with the fucking honey badger. And then you go and you just grunt at each other. You can't even say that. You point. You just just point. You're like, but when you go on a date, you can talk, but it's like an hour. And then you go back to the watering hole and you cannot talk again. (laughs) Unless you do the necklace thing and go back to their den. I have pitched so many TV shows that have been so soundly rejected <laughs> that had heart and thoughtfulness. And it's like, no, we're going to make these assholes dress up. This asshole's going to pretend yeah. to be a fucking Komodo dragon. Get all horny. Yeah, no, you just got to dumb it down. <laughs> you just got to dumb it down. But no, I don't, I don't know really what else to do. You know, I, I've talked to a few friends whose parents have passed and they'd be like, oh, my dad and I always like eat this kind of ice cream or did or drink this thing together or did that like, and we don't have that really. Cause you know, we yeah. haven't lived together in 20 years. So, um, I don't know what else to do this weekend. So you're just going to watch. I have to ask, I, uh, just cause yeah. I'm piecing yep. some things together here. Um, you live in Southern yeah. California, love in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Marijuana is legalized. <laughs> is that part of the process with love in the jungle? It sounds like a show that would be much, much better. It's not. I mean, maybe, maybe this weekend I'll try that, but I swear it's like stone cold sober watching this. Just my husband was literally like, I don't think you've been as happy in two months. This <laughs> like, goddamn show is making me as mad as your stepmom did. <laughs> Love in the jungle. That's fucking insane. That show. I hope that some people get married off that show and then someday they have kids. So the kids can turn around and be like, how'd you meet mom and dad? And then the mom has to be like, well, I just really closely identified with being a zebra, I guess. And your dad I really had like a real dingo energy about him. So we grunted yep. and panted at each other around a watering hall on Discovery Plus. <laughs> and now you're born. <laughs> and you're here. And now you're born, yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think, too, like, I, 
I tend to read a lot and, you know, whatever, but, but sometimes you just need something that numbs your mind, right? Like sometimes True. you just want to consume And I've made, I've actually made a lot of idiotic TV, think. so who am I to judge? Mm-hmm. I mean, I once... Yeah, there you go. The t- most popular episode of my TV show is titled, What's in the Dumpster? So who the fuck am I to judge? But that one's particularly shocking. And what, and what was in the dumpster? <laughs> What's that? It's a what was in the dumpster. Oh, you got. Do you really want the spoiler? You want the spoiler? No, I'll watch it. Yeah, you should watch it. (laughs) I'd say you're not going to believe what's in the goddamn dumpster. We really pulled that one off. We really pulled that one off. Is it my dad? money to see your face right now. <laughs> wow, you go hard. You are you are such a good mix of owning it and still clearly an emotional denial to be able to pull that off. <laughs> oh god. Um let's oh, see. God. Uh, oh. let's see uh Mayor in the crowd said would admitting that you met on that show be less embarrassing than admitting that you met on Tinder? Good question. I don't know. Steven <laughs> says this show caller. It sounds like you're just watching furry smut. Um, <laughs> and They're not in costumes. Someone in the know. crowd asking if my stomach is okay. You're very observant. It is not. It is not. But I'll get through it. A lot of people in the crowd never. Oh this. no. It's okay. It's okay. Um, the Boston accent says it feels like the caller made this show up and I refuse to Google this and confirm if it's real. And uh, <laughs> Madison says, wait, I desperately want to see this show. Now viewership is going to skyrocket when this episode drops. Yeah. I just know it. Ned says, why is that show on Discovery? And I'm inclined. Discovery was like the boring nerdy channel when I grew up. Yeah, well, it's Discovery Plus, which is like all of the trash TV shows. Like, like 90 Day Fiance is why I pay for Discovery Plus. I really just like trash TV, I think. Uh, and Samantha says, Caller, are you sure you didn't grow up in Boston? This is classic any humor. And <laughs> Caller Amy dad. wants you to know, I had my head in my hands after you said what was in the dumpster, but apparently you did get a standing <laughs> ovation in the crowd while I was, my head was in the hands, so... I found my people. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Um, all right, caller. We've got five minutes left. I'm sorry you've been struggling <laughs> through up. it. And I'm really impressed that you've been able yeah. to talk to us and give us so many laughs tonight. And uh, I know yeah. tomorrow's going to be this a hard day really for fun. you. So I hope that that TV, yeah. all jokes I'm, about how insane that show sounds, I hope that that show treats you well and helps yeah. you take your mind off stuff for a while. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, very strange, you know, and I think over the next, it's weird because it's the first, right? And over the next year, it's going to be like first holidays, first new year, first birthday, you know, um, my birthday was not too long before he passed. And I obviously knew he was going to pass at that point. And so, um, I knew when he was wishing me a happy birthday, it was going to be the last time he wished me a happy birthday, you know, like, so that was like one of the few last that I knew was going to be a last, um, 
but now I'm, I'm hitting all the firsts, you know? Yeah. And so that's, I think that's part of what makes this weekend really strange. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I bet. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's weird too. Cause I, I think people don't always know what to say or what to do. And that's, which is totally fine. I feel like you can't ever know that until you go through it. Right. Like I, have tried to comfort people who've gone through this before and I would have never been able to, to do it or to understand it the way that I do now. It's almost like a, a flip switches. That makes total sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. How's your uh, husband holding up? How's your husband been through all this? He's a trooper. He's, um, you know, I was like, we're going to go and no questions asked. He was, it was like, if you don't want to go, you don't have to. And he was like, no, I'm going to go with you. And he's held up really well through all of it and has been just like a complete pillar of like love and support. And, Oh God, I'm so grateful. Like he's, you know, there's days where he'll, I mean, I usually cook and, and stuff and I haven't done a lot of anything in the last couple of months. And so he'll just go get food or he'll make me something or he'll bring me something to make sure that I'm like eating and, um, make sure that like, if I can't get up and walk the dog, that like, I know that that's okay. And make sure if I need to stand by and watch the jungle, that that's okay. He's been really, um, really encouraging to just like care for myself and to care for me when I can't care for myself. Sounds like a good guy. Sounds like a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a keeper. He's a good one. Yeah. How long you guys been married? Almost three years. Three years. And was your dad at the wedding? So we eloped. You eloped. <laughs> Where'd you do it? Yeah. Hawaii. Oh, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We were going on vacation anyway, and everyone was like, are you guys going to get married? Because we were engaged. Uh, and then we were finally like, should we just get married? And so we, we just did. Which island were you on? <laughs> Oahu. Okay. This is just actual chit chat yeah. at the end of the show. Yeah, I like it. Well, because it's going to cut off, a, you know, we're, we're going to get like 20 seconds left and be like, all right, bye. And can't be in like a deep dead dad thought at that point, I don't think. Well, we're, un <laughs> we're at under two minutes. So if you have any last second deep dead dad thoughts, now's the time to get them out. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I said he had brain cancer. And one thing that like really stuck with me is like, I would kiss his head every day, like a lot. And the idea that there was cancer on the other side of that was really hard for me to be like, how unfair is that? And I think through the whole thing, one thing that really stuck with me is like, you can't save people from what they're going through, but you, you know, you have to just like love them through it. And it was really, really hard, but I knew that whatever I went through would, um, I'd be able to heal from after and to like bring him that comfort in that time was something that I would never regret. I do want you to know that uh, Jody says all of us in the Dead Dad Club are there with you tomorrow. Um, Amy tells me, Chris, the best toilets in Harvard Square are in the Harvard Co-op. Um, Very important after this. Do you have time before the next show? Uh, I'll be fine. CRO said, I almost brought my friend tonight whose dad just died, but she had a date instead. Better choice or no? Who's to say? Um... <laughs> And Gretchen wants to know, is your husband a Jonas brother? Oh, gosh. 
He's not, but he is an NSYNC. No, <laughs> oh, can you imagine if you dropped that with... And Scott says, actually, the best toilets are second. at the Charles Hotel. So thank you for that, Scott. We also have toilets here at the venue, everybody. I think... And then I'll tell you what, Madison quoted you and just said, you can't save people from what they're going through, but you have to love them through it. And I think that's a beautiful note to end on. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for like listening and laughing and, you know, and doing this with me today. This was, this was perfect. Caller, thank you so much. And I hope you get through tomorrow with a relatively, relatively okay. And, uh, and that you enjoy your show. And may may Thank all you. the animals find love tomorrow, and may you be met with so much love in your life. Thank you for calling. What a what an incredible call. Have a good night. Thank you Thanks. so much. Caller, thank you so much for calling and sharing your story and trusting me and trusting the listeners. And thank you to everybody who listens over the years. It means the world. This show is produced by Anita Flores. It's engineered by Ryan Connor. Our theme song is by Shell Shag. Go to chrisgeth.com if you want to know more about me. And hey, wherever you're listening, there's a button that says something like subscribe, favorite, or follow. And it helps the show so much when you hit that button, so please consider doing so. If you want our latest merch, go to podswag.com. There's mugs and shirts and posters and all kinds of stuff. If you want your episodes ad-free, you want to check out Stitcher Premium. That's stitcher.com slash premium. Use the promo code STORIES for a one-month free trial.